0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of Project Run. I am your host, Anthony. And before we get started today, I just want to give a follow up and preface this episode so that it all makes sense. Earlier in the creation of this podcast, I started with the very first episode about getting into running in 2019, I believe that's what it was, or 2020. I believe it was 2019. And I was looking at the analytics. Of everything that that podcast had, and there was a lot of interest in it, I'm guessing just around the keywords of getting into running, people that are looking uh, into running as a form of exercise to kind of break up the monotony of what it is that they would do, whether it's treadmill, elliptical, what have you. So... After the previous episode that I made about reintroducing myself and what I want the goals for the podcast to be, I thought about topics and ideas that would be a great way to start off the year. I I know that we're almost into March now, but I think this is a good way to kind of set up this series that I'm creating, which is called the Runner Series. Uh, So how to get started in running, uh, Runner Series, part number one. And in this series, what I'm going to be talking about is a few tips that I have used and after doing countless hours of research on how to get into running or what's the most important thing you need when it comes to running, I wanted to simplify all of that and kind of give bite sized tips and advice to help get you started in running if this is something that you're looking into. Uh, At one point I was as well and I had a lot of curiosity on, you know, like what shoes should I get or what should I be aiming for? you know, what matters and what doesn't matter when you get into running. So there's just a lot of that information. So I wanted to streamline this podcast episode to be very simple, digestible, and hopefully this will get you on the right track into getting into running. And uh, towards the very end, I will be sharing something that I'm doing as a little bit of a cherry on top. And I'll explain more about what that is and the reason behind me wanting to do this. So I, I, I won't be cryptic anymore. I'll talk about it later. Again, just wanted to preface the episode with that before getting started. Okay, so with that all out of the way, let's talk about how do we get into running. So if you're clicking on this episode or you've clicked on previous episodes of the podcast, just trying to get an understanding of what it is that I'm here to do, I want to be able to create a community and influence people to make running part of their daily routine if not their daily routine, just part of their exercise regimen where they lace up their shoes, they get out there, and they log some miles, however many that is. When I started this podcast, and even before starting it, when I started running, um, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what was an acceptable pace, how many miles I should be running, how often I should be running. I was just doing whatever I thought felt right, and in doing so, I developed a system that is long term sustainable because after starting to run pretty seriously in 2013, up until this point, I've um, I've been able to create a system and it's been still fresh for me where I'm able to run and it doesn't feel as boring or it doesn't feel so much as of a chore as it once did uh, at one point in time in my life. So to get started, let's talk about some tips on how to get into running. So this first part is what I like to call the discovery phase. This is where you figure out all of your tendencies and what is going through your head on your first run. So you're building up the anticipation, you're really excited to get out there, you're starting a new regimen, you're gonna live a more active, healthier life. Great, we're gonna choose running, awesome. And we get going. We hit start on the little Apple Watch there to record your time and your distance and you get going you have your favorite music playing, and you find out that about 30 seconds in, you're already winded and you're starting to walk and even contemplating on if you should start running. Uh, All of the little demons in your head are just going and talking to you about, ah, you don't need to do this, you can do this instead. So I find this part crucial to understanding what it is that you're trying to achieve. It can be a little bit of a tough thing. This is a a new venture for you. So if getting into running is something new, don't be ashamed or don't shy away from this because it it happens to everyone happened to me and it will happen to you, too. You're going to have all of these excuses bottle up why you can't run, and it's all going to be going through your head as you're doing this. So when talking about this discovery phase, it's just about getting a sense of what it is. The way that I approach this, no expectations have absolutely no expectations. Don't think about the time. Don't think about how long you're running for. Don't even think about if you're doing a good job or not. Just try and attempt to run as long as possible until you absolutely need to stop. If that's 10 seconds, if that's 30 seconds, if that's one minute, whatever it is, just run until you are on the edge of being uncomfortable and then stop. Well, well, why are we stopping as soon as we become uncomfortable? Why am I asking you to do this? Well, the ultimate goal is to try to build habits to make running not seem so much like a chore. So the more you approach it as if this is a voluntary thing that you're only touch and go with, it makes it a little bit more palatable and it allows you to come back to it instead of trying so hard to crank out five miles on your very first run And then the next day that you try to do it, you think about all of the hardship yesterday and you decide, eh, maybe not today, I'll do it another day and then put it off entirely. The goal here is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So constantly putting yourself in a position where you're running a little bit until you get tired and if you need to walk and then keep going, that's fine too. Or maybe you run a quarter of a mile and then you're done for the day. If that's all that you can run, that is fine. We are building small goals here. We're trying to build it up and to make it something that's fluid and we don't even think about. So that's the first tip of your discovery phase is figuring out you, figuring out who you are as a runner and run as much as you can until you need to stop. It's completely okay. The second tip that I want to share is beginning to track everything, track every single run that you do from the very beginning. This is something that a lot of people are very hit or miss on because they don't want to look at their statistics from their day one running because they know of how terrible they are and they know in the future they'll get better if they stick to it. They just don't want to be reminded of all the bad stuff in the beginning. Well, I've got news for you. You have to be able to grow and at the beginning you're not going to be as good and that's just that's the reality of it that's what it is and if i'm the first person to tell you i'm i'm very sorry i don't mean to be brash but there's a reason behind it if you have the ability to sit and track from where you started to where you're at you can begin to see patterns and learn your tendencies you can learn where you start slowing down so when you get to a point let's say you can successfully run a mile you've been able to take the first tip and incrementally increase that distance over time. And let's say that you can now make it to a mile. Well, if you're able to track that information, you can actually see, and there's, there's devils in the detail, you can see where maybe your pace is slowing down if maybe by like a half mile, you're starting to slow your pace down by 10 or 15 seconds. So it's just being conscious of, of what's happening With every single run, maybe you're outdoors and you run the same route. I know I do this, so this is a tendency that I still deal with to this day. I have visual markers in my head. So I know at a certain point when I reach this landmark in my run, I should feel this tired. And sometimes that plays against me because I don't necessarily feel tired. But when I hit that little checkpoint, my brain's like, ooh, you're at this point now, you should be tired. And sometimes I will fall into that and get trapped in that. So I found that recording my actual pace from mile to mile and overall distance does a lot. But you shouldn't start tracking when you get better, you should start tracking from the beginning so you can see your growth and development over the course of your running career. So start tracking right now. Uh, in terms of what I recommend, there's a lot of applications. Uh, people use Strava, My Fitness Pal. I found I like Nike Plus Run Club. I like the Nike Run Club app a lot, uh, and the reason for that is because I've had my runs logged from 2013 all the way up until now, which is 2021. So there's actually goals and levels that I'm sure you can do this in a lot of applications, but I'm so invested in Nike's native running app because. I can see all of my runs from the date, my pace, where on the little map that I ran to, and my favorite part, which is the run levels. So there's certain milestones that you reach when you run a certain number of distance. I think it starts with the yellow level, then it's orange. There's a bunch of colors. I'm currently on the blue level, I think, and I'm almost at purple level, which is, I think, over 1,500 miles something along those lines, 1,500 or 1,600 miles. I I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's one of the two. But I like that because I can see my progress over time, and I have these little goals and, and rewards and achievements that I hit when I'm doing my runs, and it just makes it easier and in your mind. It's like you're playing a game, so why not play this game by picking the app of your choice? Again, it doesn't matter, but if you would like to join me, You can add me on Nike Plus Run Club. I'll make sure I go ahead and add my link or my name in the description for when you're searching for people to add. And if you want to add me and compete with runs or miles logged uh, per month, I'd be happy to join you on there. So that's the second tip is start tracking right now. My third tip is going to be investing in a pair of running shoes. Now, I had an earlier episode, if you go back in the archives of the Project Run podcast, and I had an episode specifically talking about running shoes and the importance of it. Uh, This is something that is crucial and very similar to the second tip of being able to log your runs after you start becoming better and getting over that beginner hurdle. Uh, The same applies with running shoes. So, there's not a whole one-size-fits-all, you should get this brand over this brand. I've had to do some research uh, in terms of what I need for support, and that's based on my my foot shape, uh, my heel striking, uh, if I pronate when I run, and in my research, just to share so that it helps you uh, find out this information for yourself, I'm a very neutral runner, And and in being a neutral runner, uh, you can kind of go a lot of different ways with shoes in terms of arch support or the the type of cushioning that you need. Uh, So for myself, I'm very flat-footed, and I find that if I have a shoe that's too pillowy and cloud-like where there's so much cushion and support, it actually hurts my feet. I need to have a shoe that's very neutral or um, the the foam or the, the cushioning system that the particular shoe that I wear has to be very neutral. So not too little of cushioning, but not too much of cushioning, just right in the middle. I find that that's what I find to be most comfortable. Uh, And if you're curious in terms of brand of shoe that I wear, uh, because I'm a neutral runner, and I say this because I'm a neutral runner, I tend to like Nike running shoes. Now, this is a really big topic, and I know a lot of people flame Nike for having these athleisure shoes. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about true running shoes, and it, it can break off into a lot of different types. Uh, if you're familiar with the Pegasus series of shoes, uh, I started with a pair of Pegasus uh, Nike running shoes. I think there were the Pegasus 35s. That was one that I found um, about three years ago, that I really liked. I liked how it didn't fatigue my foot. I was still able to have some ground feel, but still feel supported. Um, recently, and this is a second pair of shoes that I've gotten. Same same model of shoe, but I've gotten an additional pair. They're called the Nike Pegasus Turbo, uh, and this is the second variation of them. I had the version one, and now I have the version two, and I absolutely love this shoe. I find the zoom x cushioning on the inside is the perfect balance of supple and cushiony enough cushiony is a word Um, but i'm still able to get some ground feel and there is actually a carbon fiber plate that's built into the uh, midsole of the shoe so in terms of being able to absorb a lot of shock Uh, and still maintain momentum while I'm running because I am an an outdoor runner. I don't run on a treadmill or in a track. I run on pavement. So for me, even though I chew through a lot of those shoes because of the pavement, I find that those running shoes in particular, the Nike Pegasus Turbos, are ideal for me. And, And I'm still doing a lot of research in terms of the other Pegasus model shoes, the marathon shoes that they have. Um, and while the price points vary, um, there's no there's no set price on you need to spend X amount of dollars on a pair of running shoes realistically. I find the best solution is to find a local running store that's near you where you're actually able to have someone actually look at your feet test different types of shoes and actually track and record your running on a treadmill. Um, There's really cool systems that they have, depending on the running shops in your local area, where they actually are able to pinpoint and choose for you the ideal shoe based on um, your foot strike, your uh, comfortability level in terms of cushion support that you need. Everyone has their own things, right? Different strokes for different folks. So you find what works for you. So once you find that, find the best shoe that you can that works for you. Uh, Don't get an athleisure shoe. Get an actual running shoe. Tip number three, invest in a good pair of running shoes to get you started. So for my last tip, and this is something that I alluded to a little bit in the beginning where I was a little cryptic on what it is that I was talking about, is find a way to make running fun and engaging however you can. So... Let me explain a little bit. For a while now, I've been logging all of my runs using the Nike Run Club app where I'm actually able to track each run and I can see my run levels increase, getting me to higher levels and achievements and accolades within the application. That's great. So something else that I've thought about recently to kind of spice it up a little bit and change up the monotony of always running and always having the same goal I decided to look into certain virtual challenges that I can participate in to make running fun and engaging and ideally like to incorporate friends that I have that maybe aren't so into running to maybe propel them into it and do it in a fun and engaging way. So one of the ways that I was looking into it is actually a challenge it's called the conqueror challenge and I did some research on it it actually popped up in my Instagram feed as I was scrolling through because I follow different runners and this was something that just popped up on my feed. And before I go into a little bit more detail talking about this virtual challenge, I just want to be completely transparent and let you know that I am not sponsored by the Conqueror virtual challenge in any sort of way. This is something that I found organically that was marketed to me, and I'm sharing this as a tool for you to use to spice up your running and to have some sort of achievement and tangible thing that you can look to and appreciate because of all of your hard work so again this is not sponsored by them in any sort of way this is my own accounts so talking a little bit more about this challenge um, these are challenges that are created and there's a list of them so if you actually go to their site and i'll make sure i link it in the description of the podcast if you are interested and want to learn a little bit more about each of these challenges and what it entails. When you go to the webpage, you'll actually see that there are multiple Conqueror challenges. I see four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, about 15 challenges. And with each of those challenges, they have certain distance goals. So for example, the one that I'm interested in and the one I'm actually going to be starting is the Mount Fuji challenge. So this is again, a virtual challenge. So they take place in different places in the world. I'm using air quotes here, if you couldn't tell, um, and I'm assuming there's an app along with it where you actually can track all of your runs and you're able to see, you know, where it is on this trail. So this is really hard for me to describe without, you know, you being able to see it. And again, like I've said, I will go ahead and leave a description, uh, the link to the website in the description of the podcast so you can see it and and not just hear me talk about it. Uh, The reason why I really like this is that there is the ability to track your progress. So you have the ability to track all of your miles directly into an iOS or Android app, depending on which device that you have. You can enter an activity into the app by manually entering it or syncing it with other fitness applications that it pairs with. And the best part about these challenges and and what brings a lot of appeal and what attracted me to it were the medals that you actually receive um, in achieving those fitness goals. So the one that I'm reading here for the Mount Fuji Virtual Challenge, the Mount Fuji Virtual Challenge will take you through a breathtaking 46-mile journey to the summit of Mount Fuji, the highest volcano in Japan. Each time you complete a distance based exercise, such as running, walking, cycling, swimming, etc., you advance along the map of Mount Fuji. Go solo or use a private community to start a group and help each other stay motivated. Start your fitness journey with the Mount Fuji Virtual Challenge today and earn a stunning medal. And let me just tell you, these medals look super cool. So, with all of this long, winded breath out of the way, um, the reason why I'm doing this is because I want to go ahead and spice up my running routine and have something fun to do along the way. So I'm actually going ahead and doing this today where I'm signing up for this challenge and the run that I'm doing later on today. I'm shooting for five miles as long as you know there's no thunderstorms and rain. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get started with that challenge and I encourage everyone else if you are interested in doing this to look into it uh, in the future if I actually see a lot of growth on this or people are interested or want to join a team or do something more this would be something i would love to host a private community challenge for everyone that does listen to project run and wants to partake in a challenge it's just a fun and exciting way for people to engage with one another and to do this in a fun and safe way where everyone is in their own space and doing whatever it is whether it's walking running swimming whatever it is that you do burn a low little, little, little calorie get some medals, and, you know, live a happy life. So that's what I wanted to talk about, and that's how I wanted to end this episode here, talking about the challenge and what I'm looking to do in the future. So, again, this is part of a greater series that I'm creating, which is the Runner's Series. So this is Getting Into Running Runner Series Part 1. I will be adding more and more to this as time goes on to grow the running community, and to get people who are thinking about running or on the fence about it into it and loving it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. I thank you so much for listening. Make sure, if possible, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure if you go ahead and rate this five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave a comment, and let me know your fitness goals and journeys any way that I can help you. Until next time, I'll see you later.